Hey guys, Greg Local Metalhead here. In this episode, Nick and I talk heavily on depression and suicide. So if those are triggers for you, please skip this episode. So listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to War of Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead. With me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And I gave you I Melt With You. I Melt With You. This is uh, this movie might be my new favorite buddy movie. Are you serious? Dude, I'm like, super surprised at that. I want to tell you what I did like about this movie so much, bro. Like, I was kind of, like, shocked and at the same time kind of depressed because I was like, I don't have any friends that I'm this close with. Yeah. That I don't have anybody that, that I would take it there with. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking like, that too. I was like, I don't think I'm that close with anybody. The first half of this movie, I was just jealous as fuck. Oh, I know. Like, I wanted to fall off the wagon so fucking bad, bro. Like, I was just like, God damn, I miss drugs. I was like, watch this shit the first, like, 45 minutes. I'm like, God, man, these guys are having the fucking... I was like, where's the bad shit coming from? That's what I, that's what I was thinking when I was watching it the first time because i'm like nick would fucking love this movie just watching this for two hours i just wanted to hang out i was good until like day four like i don't want to go anywhere let's just hang out guys Uh, yeah this is this is where i uh made me think of you because yeah did uh i could see you in here with them i want to say that uh i think everybody did a great job acting wise who's in it uh thomas jane uh the second punisher for anybody that's looking to put a face to a name because you're probably like Thomas Jane why do I know that name but I don't give a shit yeah yeah and then uh, you got um, it's all up there my boy Jeremy Piven Mm -hmm. from Entourage Ari Uh, he plays uh, Ron in this one and then you have uh, Rob Lowe Rob Lowe the great Rob Lowe Mm -hmm. doing blow yep all through this fucking movie and uh, then there's some British guy Christian McKay yeah He's the only like person I didn't really know notice like no no. no. Yeah, he he's a uh, lesser known. The, I think this was his first movie. I think if I if I'm not mistaken. But then there's a bunch of other people that are like no names. Those, those are really the shout main. out to Sasha Grace to look as sexy as ever in this fucking movie. You know she's a porn star. I didn't. The one that took the British dude into the room. Oh, that was her. Yeah, with I didn't the, know that with the other guy. Right, right. Yeah, that she's a porn star. Didn't know that. Fun fact, she also played a porn, well, she played herself in Entourage, dating Vince, the main character of the show, whose agent was Jeremy Piven. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A little, a little, bringing it back. Bringing it. That's the one show that I hear about so much. I love Entourage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any dude I talk to, he's like, you gotta fucking watch Entourage. Dude, you it's amazing. What? Like, uh, what? what is it? What is What about it makes it so great? Makes you love it so much? I just think it's hilarious, because it's like, if... It's kind of like the the like I don't know I don't know when I saw this when I started watching the show I was in high school and middle school and shit. Damn, it's been out that long, dude. It's been off for like almost ten years. I, I didn't. That shit know. that shit ended like a year after the Sopranos. Dude. I, our, my friends up in Chicago, they had a, a roommate that was a female they were close with, and she was dating this guy. Talked about Entourage like it was still on television. Oh, like he great. fucking loves Entourage. Like it's his favorite thing in the world. All right, just picture it like this. Like, imagine like me and you grew up together with nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, we right. both like we, we had, did. Yeah. Oh no, never mind. You were rich, and I didn't have anything. I forgot about until that. I was 12, bro. Calm down. <laughs> like, it's not like I'm still a trust fund kid or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just imagine that we grew up with nothing, and then like 
one of us became famous as shit and became rich and then like you brought me with you because we came up together so like out of loyalty like you brought me with you and Mm -hmm. like the whole show is about you trying to handle all the fame and fortune and me just doing everything in my power to not fuck it up but just have a good time and not really give a shit about what you got going on sounds a lot like this movie kind of but i'm glad you said that word loyalty because you're always bringing up loyalty and i feel like this movie harpens on that shit. this movie is like i said that's why i said i was kind of depressed because like i don't know if i have that kind of loyalty in me yeah to somebody other than like my wife and kids like well let's uh let's talk about like the first part of the movie yeah. before we jump into the second half because the second half is like that's yeah, wrong my I, we're probably going to get a little philosophical about it yeah. so i want to leave that to the end but uh so there's these four guys they've been friends since like college yeah they're all in there they're all, i think all of them are almost 44 i'm pretty sure right fun fact though none of them are 44 no, one is 20 one now. is 47 one is 46 one was 41 and then the youngest guy christian mckay was like 37 in this movie that's why they made this joke like you know age because he's yeah. so young that's right uh so yeah they all once a year they all get together at, which is so fucking cool i actually have a friend that's why i said the first half of the movie super jealous yeah like, these guys are the greatest fucking lives right and like i have a friend she gets with her girlfriends like once a year they plan something like this like they don't go this hard but <laughs> well yeah i mean i don't think anybody does except maybe <laughs> keith fucking richards right like. but they all get together and they have a good time for like a few days and right. that's so cool i kind of wish i had something like that yeah that's what i'm saying like i think i talked to two people i went to high school with right like on any somewhat of a regular basis yeah i talked to one guy but we're not as close as we were back in high school. Well, one is like my oldest friend. Yeah. Like that's why I still talk to him, obviously. Right. And then my other friend, uh, we played football together. Yeah, and we're Snapchat friends. So I mean, like, yeah. we see how each other doing, but that's about it. Yeah, that's kind of how it is with me in high school. And you know, I didn't really stay friends with college people, but I know. didn't go to college, so <laughs> that's easy. Yeah, I went to college later in my twenties, so it was a bunch of like. 18 19 year olds and i'm like 25 and it's like we don't have anything in common there's too much of an age gap here i ain't gonna lie i didn't really like anybody i went to high school with uh that was in my class right most of the people i was cool with were either behind me or had already graduated yeah that's true like uh, i feel that we had a pretty successful class like fucking bunch of them are pro athletes and shit like that oh yeah uh you know but they're just like, I didn't think they were good people. <laughs> eh, most people aren't. Yeah, but why are they rich and I'm not? Are they? I mean, professional athletes. I don't go out of my way to be a piece of shit, but I'm not a millionaire either. Well, that's so the thing. Maybe that's why I'm not. Maybe know? it's a give and take. You just haven't hit your luck yet. You're getting there with the TikToks. Yeah, man. Maybe one day. Shout out to Part of the Collector on TikTok. Nah, that's my dog. <laughs> By the way, happy belated birthday again, bro. Uh, Thank you. I had a good no. Greg's birthday was last Thursday. Yeah, so. August twelfth. August twelfth. <clears> um, forget that. I usually don't like celebrating my birthday. Like even on Facebook, I have the f- Facebook thing turned off because I just don't care. I don't make a big deal about my birthday. But this year, like I don't know. <sighs> it fucking pissed me off. I know we're not even like talking about the movie right now, but fuck it, I don't give a shit. Um, we'll come back. We'll come back to it. It's all really it all has to do with the movie. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. It really yeah. does. Well, not this part, but actually it does. A guy yeah, has a birthday in the fucking movie. I forgot. It starts with the birthday. Day one, they're all there. And uh, it's 
Well, and they do it every year, and also it happens to be Tim's birthday, which is the guy Christian McKay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, go on with your story. Right. So I grew up playing pool, right? Mm. And it's like a, a, a love pastime of mine. And I haven't done it in so long. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And so uh, I mentioned something to my mom about it. And she bought me like my own pool stick, like my own pool cue stick. And I've always wanted one. So I'm like, now I have one. That's awesome. And uh, so I had this whole plan to go out with my wife. We were going to go out to our favorite restaurant go play pool and then like two or three days before there was this huge storm that's supposed to be coming mm-hmm. and the day before they're like yeah it's gonna be showering like all day i was like it's probably not gonna happen like i don't like going out when it's raining i don't like getting wet so uh <laughs> so that morning i check it again just to make sure and it's like yep it's gonna start raining at 9 a.m it's not gonna stop till like 6 p.m it was rained, like, but not like it was supposed to. Right. Every hour that I looked outside was a beautiful day, Nick. And I was like, I canceled all my plans because of fucking meteorologists not knowing what they're talking about. So I didn't get to play pool. Sometimes it's like the song says, you know, you can't you can't let the rain stop you. I know, right. Next time I'm not going to. I'm just going to fucking, even if it's a hurricane, I'm just going to go out, play pool. But uh, yeah, I had a good birthday. My, my brother bought me a miniature... <laughs> As long as it's not raining men, you're good. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the only rain I don't want. Or cats and dogs, because I can't imagine. Even if it was small dogs, it uh-huh. would still probably hurt if they landed on you. Especially cats with those claws yeah, digging into you as they they're falling. Land on like their fucking feet. So right, they're, they're gonna, gonna get you. Oh, you're you're scarface getting forever. shredded. Yeah. But my brother bought me a miniature prince guitar which is like the coolest thing i've ever seen it is man i'm actually super happy that it's on my side of the room yeah 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 like, I, I wish we had the video so i could yeah. show it i love that little bust out into a little mini solo yeah yeah, yeah. On, on the prince guitar you know prince was actually really amazing at the guitar he was amazing at everything from he, what I, I mean hear. he was like yeah he was a musician but it was like especially he was especially good at the guitar and nobody gives him like the credit I heard that the, the the Charlie Murphy story from the Dave Chappelle. Obviously, it was exaggerated a tad bit, but they said that Prince Willie could ball. Like they were hanging out somewhere, and there was a basketball land there, and he just picked it up and just started draining threes, and was like in like nice clothes and just mm-hmm. didn't care. I heard that too. I think he had Napoleon complex. Like he was a small dude, but never wanted to be perceived as a small dude, so he made himself bigger than life. You know, seem bigger than life. You know what I mean? I think he made it a different way to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, every, like you don't have to be this big macho type of dude. Like, you know, you can... You, you can just be, be a cool motherfucker. Yeah, like, you could be five foot nothing, 100 pounds, suck wet, but just be so cool that, like, it don't matter. 100%, yeah. Yeah, Prince was one of a kind, for sure. Yeah, it was It was a tragedy to lose him. It really was. Uh there's a couple of them we've lost in the last couple of years. It's been right. real blows to the entertainment industry. Um, but speaking of music, one of my favorite things of this movie I met with you was the music. I, I was about to say, dude, this was a pretty good soundtrack. Like I didn't recognize any of the music, but it all fit really well. Like, right. The, the mood of the movie. Right. I, I thought so too. There was one track in particular that fucking like made me so fucking hyped whenever it came on. And excuse me. It was during the boat scene. So whenever they're on the boat and this song comes on, this album right here, Maggot Brain by or um and Funkadelic. The first song, Maggot Brain, oh my god, is one of the best psychedelic songs you'll ever hear in your life. Like what's crazy is the rest of this album doesn't really sound like that, 
but you have like um Morgan Friedman at the beginning doing like a montage. I think it's Morgan Freeman or it's somebody that really sounds like him. And then it just this amazing psychedelic, like you just want to like drop acid in a dark room and just let this shit play out. Whenever they played that song, I lost my shit. I love, love, love that song. Well, George Clinton did all his best performing, writing or anything on acid. So. Oh yeah. I think everyone did. You know? That's how you have to do it. In the sixties and seventies for mm-hmm. sure. Grateful Dead would have had a career if it wasn't for Acid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some Pink Floyd said they weren't on anything, but I begged it up for. Well, I mean, uh, their music video, The Wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Definitely. So, yeah, I love love <laughs> the music in this one. They even played the, th- the main theme song, I Melt With You. Yeah. It was just cool. So they all go party in the first two days. It's just like reminiscing about, you know, the good old days and how's your wife? How's your kids? How's life? Yeah, it's catching up. And uh, Jeremy Piven looks like he's doing the best at all. Well, actually, Thomas Jane, I ain't gonna lie. He looks like he's living the best life. Mm -hmm. If that's what you're into. Right. If It's kind of like it gives you your own version of happiness. I I feel like for Tim. Like Tim was like the tortured one. Right. And I feel like everyone was being six. They were successful in their own way. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Like everyone's doing well. Jerry but yeah. Piven was like a big time stockbroker. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thomas Jane was a writer who wrote uh, like a bestseller. And uh, I mean, I don't know really what Tim would did, but like they showed his house and he's pretty well off right. so he's doing well for himself yeah it didn't look like he was hurting for money at but all. his girlfriend wife passed away not too long ago i thought he said boyfriend boyfriend i, th- I could have swore he said boyfriend. okay i might have missed over his lover right somebody I, that he was really in love with passed away that's what it was it was his sister and his boyfriend mm. in a car accident i think is what i'm pretty sure because that's okay. what he's saying to her because she says that creepy ass shit she's like let me be her yeah, but anyway, I'm jumping forward. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. But anyways, but anyways, so the first two days is just like all that, but they're all pretty much just like, yeah, so how's life? And yeah, it's great, man. And you know this and that. And uh, then they get to like day three, and Tim's just kind of like, you know, you can tell something's off. You know, you can tell something's bothering him. Yeah, he's like depressed or whatever. And Thomas Jane and. It says you want to go for a ride, and they go out, and it looks like the greatest time ever. They're just doing blow and, <laughs> and fucking uh, redlining that fucking Porsche, dude. Yeah, in the, the desert. desert. Oh, right. man, it looked like a fucking Kanye West music video. Like It just <laughs> looked like the greatest <laughs> afternoon of your life. I mean, if you're going to cheer anybody up, like, if you were feeling, like, super down. And I had that kind of, like, you know. I mean, I would, ta- I would take the Lexus out into the desert for you, Dick. <laughs> we will redline the Lexus. It's got yeah. a V six. I mean, it's not a Porsche, but it can get. I get it, but like dude, those guys were just like doing that shit on a Wednesday. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, holy fuck! I know. I love it when he's like, "Nice car." He's like, "I picked it up on the way here." <laughs> it pulls by. It pulls by. Does a rail like? These... I I want to be that well off in my in my forties that, you can that I can say, just like pick up a Porsche, a right? Yeah. What are you doing? I just bought a fucking Porsche Mm -hmm. and uh, about to go fuck, get fucked up for like a week. Right. I want to be, I want us to get so famous that you like impulse buy like a supercar and you bring it over to my house just to pick me up. I was like, what is this? It's a McLaren. Get in. I'm still figuring out how to shift it. So we might stall out. We got some paddles up here trying to figure out. (laughs) 
<laughs> what gear are you in? Gear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did not bring it back to Jan's little Bob. You know I had to. Yeah, I had to, bro. <laughs> Love dogma. Um. So yeah, uh, they go out and they're standing out there, and they have like another beautiful like everywhere they went, they look like they just had the greatest fucking time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, well, that's kind of the point. Yeah, but at the same time, they're just fucked up on drugs and, and alcohol, and it's almost like, oh, you can have the greatest time of your life as long as you're. They did like at that have point. a couple of points where I'm just like, you guys are a little too close. Like they're oh, dude, like the whole I, I was the thinking I was bathtub the only one. scene. That and the fucking where they all get ass naked and run into skinny the dipping. Ocean. I feel like no, that's no, 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 Gregory. We're <laughs> knocking out like that is fucking normal. <laughs> tell not... me, tell me with a straight face that you and male friends of yours have just stripped down to your balls and got out there and jumped in water <laughs> together. Doesn't have to be the ocean. Can be a fucking lake, a pool, anything. I just I've never done it with a chick. Baby, yeah, I get that. Like, yeah, but, no. but all sausage, just all dudes. Like, I don't give a fuck. We've been friends since like elementary school, bro. Like, I want to see your dick. This, <laughs> I have no need to see it. Like, I'm sorry, bro. Just keep the whitey tidies on. Like, we can we can get close to it, but I, I just don't yeah, I, I, I didn't Did get nobody that bring a bathing suit. And all these guys are <clears throat> good with money. Like, they could afford I, suits. I think it was just to show how like close they were. Like I'm sure they've seen each other's dicks most of their life, and they're just like, we don't care anymore. I mean, if you play sports or something like a locker room kind of deal, I'm sure I they've tag teamed girls before. Yeah, see, like I mean, I, that's another thing, man. Like I'm not saying I don't know people that have done it, but mm-hmm. like I've never done that shit. I haven't either. I really, like you said, what's the point? Like I don't see the point in it besides like seeing each other's dicks. I can't enjoy, uh, or unless someone forgot their bathing suit and it's like I don't feel like getting my underwear wet. Just, right, it would ruin everything. <laughs> see, <laughs> oh, who said that? Oh, it was a uh, Rodney Kerrigan. He's like, just anytime I see a dick, I just feel like it's gonna ruin my day. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be homophobic, but it's just like, no, it's not homophobic, but like, it just makes me uneasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't you're know. not gay, so you don't want to see that. Sex is like a passionate thing, you know what I mean? And then just like just another random dick there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, fuck it up for me. Yeah. Personally. It would just ruin everything. It's but like, uh But I yeah, get I get the whole setup that they were trying to show, like these yeah. guys are like the best. But the friends. bathroom scene was kind that of was weird. weird too, bro. I've never just laid next to the tub where my homeboy's, you know, taking a dip. Yeah, and you <laughs> and, gave him some like X or whatever it was. Yeah, they're just dropping E, you know, on each other's tugs. Like mm-hmm. I'm just like, wow, man, these guys are... I know they're close, but there's a line of close. Like friendship goals, I guess. (laughs) I'm sorry, Nick. I don't think I'll ever get that close. I don't think will, bro. I don't think there's any chance of that, but like... (laughs) You're laying in the bathtub, and i just like, hey, I got some E. You want some? I I spit it into your mouth. (laughs) I'm down to do the ecstasy, but why couldn't you wait till I got out, bro? (laughs) I don't know. How else am I going to feed it to you slow and seductively, bro? You got it. You're glistening. You're beautiful, man. Right. Open up. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I just can't imagine that. (laughs) That'd be so fucking funny. That would have been the greatest skit to do for this movie. 100%. Yeah. If like one of us was just in the fucking tub. (laughs) And we try to find the sexiest ways to give the other person. (laughs) A tic tac or whatever the fuck. I can't breathe. <laughs> that was the only part of the movie that I felt was kind of weird. It was a little much. 
But I get it. These guys are close. They've been friends for fucking twenty five oh, years. But like, I get it. Like, yo, bro, that was another part. Like, it was just a lot of a lot of weird vibes. Too. Yeah. It was uh when Tim's sitting out there looking out at the water, and Thomas J comes up to him, and he kind of grabs him like you would your wife. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wraps his hands like around his face, and he's just like pulling him in. Yeah. Like, I like, think it's to show it's like it, they love each other so much. It's almost like a brother. And that's cool, bro. But how many times have you done that to your brother? Yeah. You have an actual brother, dude. Yeah. How many times have you caressed his face like that? <laughs> I mean, we don't like to talk about him. <laughs> Look, bro, years of therapy have made it to where we don't have to bring that up anymore. Like, <laughs> We're out in public and he rubs my back. Oh, stop it. <laughs> We're past this. <laughs> no, really, me and my brother like barely hug. Like, uh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, like, I love you, but we don't need to touch. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> then, like that was the only thing that I thought was kind of like off-putting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's uh, just those little moments. I, I understand what the director's trying to go for, which right. the closeness. Like, these are brothers. They're not even friends. They're brothers. And like, you got to wonder, like, at any point during the screen, like, uh, screening or uh, script reading or anything, there's, why are these dudes always touching each other? Right. And this director's like, because they're, they're bros. Yeah. And there's what? this creepy guy. He's you like, don't, you don't just chill with your homeboy while he's in the bath, bro. What are you <laughs> fucking homophobic? Like, <laughs> get you your homophobic ass out of the writing room. <laughs> Jeremy Piv is like, I'm not, I'm not bashing gays, but this is just weird. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does this need to be? Why can't I just talk to him like a normal push person? The plot at all. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I made sure that it was a Rob Lowe's contract that his ass had to be shirtless half this movie and in a tub at least 10 minutes. <laughs> Leave me alone. It's actually Christian McKay. He's like, how, how often am I being touched in this movie by another man? Yeah, honestly, bro, if I don't have male to male contact, like 50% of this movie, I can't even fucking do it. Bro. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, Let's I, talk about this fucking movie. Say, we're, making, we're making fun of it, but it really was. A, there are a, awkward moments. Exactly. Yeah. But it was a very deep movie. Yeah. And uh, I thought it had a lot of, uh, I'm just going to go out and say it. I thought Rob Lowe character Mm-hmm. Was my like I wasn't my favorite part, obviously, but it, it was the most that I could relate to because I am a father. Yeah, and I mean, I, while both my kids are in my lives because I'm still with my wife, but mm-hmm. he's a doctor and his ex wife, you know, leaves him and takes their kid and right. then, like puts him through the ringer just to see him. So any dad, you know, can sympathize with like, oh, that's fucking tough. And like, it's not like he's a deadbeat or, right. uh, you know, working at McDonald's like the the guy that, which is nothing wrong with, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I love McDonald's anyways, but he's a fucking doctor, dude. Mm-hmm. And like, she's making, just treating him like shit. And like, and I can also know that sometimes when you have kids with somebody, like after y'all are together, they take it out on you because they know some women do yeah you know what i mean like they take the bad relationship you know out on the kids because i was a shitty boyfriend or a shitty husband to you doesn't mean i'm gonna be a shitty father or that i want to be a shitty father exactly because that's like pretty much your introductory to his character is it shows him at his doctor's office and there's a lady just sitting on the table and she's like i'm in pain he's like oh so you need something yes I'm, She's I'm like, hurting. can we hurry this up? I have shit to go on. Or right, something. right, right. Well, let's just show that, like... He's a pill his, pill. Yeah, he's he a pill pusher. He's a pill doctor. Yeah, yeah. right. And, 
but like he doesn't even get any joy from the one thing that he that's like keeping him sane and keeping him going and because you can tell he just wants to be with his kid and like his stepdad the kid's stepdad he calls him dad and like it would fucking crush me bro if my kids didn't call me fucking dad or if they called somebody else dad bro i mean calling somebody else dad not too much but if they did uh, be like what's up nick now like if i fucking deserved it you know like i was a piece of shit father then yeah that's one thing but like i don't feel like that's any like that's the only thing i feel like i'm good at sometimes but uh yeah, dude. I mean, that would crush my fucking soul if my kids called somebody else dad. Like, no, I guess you're right. Since they've been born. Right. You know what I mean? And it, it has later on in the movie a little montage to like when he was happy or what he's projecting is happy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that like that's how far he came and that's what, you know, what love can do to you, man. No, definitely. Like I said, the I thing, thought his character was the best though. I think it does a good job at setting up these guys are doing well for themselves financially. Like on paper, they look like they have the <clears throat> best lives. Right. But there's these underlying things that they're dealing with. Everyone has something that they're dealing with. I don't care who you are. There's something going on in your life. That's not great. That could be better. Right. And, uh, and I think that this movie does a good job of showing that each person has their skeletons in the closets, the shit that We're they're dealing human. with. Yeah. Right. So their lives aren't perfect, even though they make all this money, you know, money isn't everything. So they're doing the party. And then um, who is it? Thomas Jane, right? He's at the bar. He's going to get food. And he thinks he still has it, you know, as a 44 year old man, he thinks he can pick up a 21, 22 year old bartender. Which I mean, he's still jacked. Yeah. He's in great shape in this movie. But right. So he's hitting on this bartender and... She's been in a bunch of stuff. I can't think of her name. I was going to say, I, think, I feel like I've seen her a lot. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, But sh- he invites her over to... A, the house to party or whatever she takes them friends, up, bring right friends. bring a few friends and everything so bring a bunch of college and they party like college kids even harder yeah and uh you find out in the meantime that jeremy piven has got caught embezzling money stealing money from his clients yeah, yeah. and there's a federal indictment and he calls his wife and she's like the FBI is here. Da, 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 they're looking for you. Yep. Showing the shit that he's going through. Um, my favorite part of this movie, though, that, like, I say favorite very, like, relatively, but a, a part of this movie that I really enjoyed was the old wisdom versus the new knowledge. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this younger kid that thinks he knows everything going up against a guy that has, like, experience and that wisdom and them just going at it. Like, like psychologically you know what i mean jeremy pivot about fucking killed that kid i know right but i like i liked that dynamic it was really cool but uh so rob Lowe's character is pretty fucking tragic but he's also a doctor and he loves like he's partier partier dude yeah he shows up last and he brings a doctor bag it's actually kind of the coolest entrance <laughs> ever and it's like, a good way to like the doctor is in the house is in the house and he shakes his fucking bag and it's just like a fucking pharmacy. Yeah. You know? And, uh, like I said, the first half of this movie, I'm just like, man, I'll never have friends that I party this hard with. Right. Uh, we probably wouldn't be alive if we did. Oh, hell no. Um, most people, if you go this hard, you're not gonna, you're not gonna live through it. Dude, they were doing it like champions and oh, yeah. waking up. I mean, it didn't tell like what time they woke up, but the fact that they just got up and kept going. 
But I, I guess it shows that they've been doing this for a hot minute. They've been doing this since college, so they're, they're kind of like, you're yes. right. They know to drink water after every beer. Well, like half of them are in their 40s and still have fucking six packs. I'm like, fuck y'all. Like, yeah. really? <laughs> Even Jeremy Pivot had fucking abs in this movie. I'm just like, <laughs> damn. You know, he told his wife, like, man, I'm going to be in this shit with Rob Lowe and Thomas Jane. It's the fucking Punisher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know these guys are going to bring abs. So now I got to <laughs> I got to get in there. shape. I got to do fucking crunches for the next 6 months for this fucking movie. <laughs> so, during the party, um this girl, this guy bring um he's Tim. like a writer too. Yeah. They bring him off into the other room. I'm yeah. talking about Tim. Oh, I thought you were talking about Thomas Jane. No, no, no. I was talking about Tim. I want to get to the second part of this movie. Right. This is kind of where the st- jumping point is. And they're going to have like a three-way kind of thing and they know his tragedy she's like let me be her that's why i thought it was a wife or girlfriend or whatever because she said that and uh and i don't know they end up having sex having three i don't know it doesn't really nah it looks a little like he can't do it yeah like they're comforting him (laughs) they're not even mad because they're so fucked up you know right so the next day he shaves and he finally just commits to they made a blood pact 25 years ago, I guess, in college mm-hmm. that if they at any point every year when they got together, like if they didn't feel the way they felt when they first started doing it, if they had changed as people or they had become things that they hated, mm-hmm. that they would like do the honorable thing and kill each other or kill themselves. Kill themselves. If one kills themselves, they all have to kill themselves. Yeah, it was like a death pack. Yes. And that's why I said, like, no. Just <laughs> no. Yeah, you're going to fuck it, uh, Jeremy Pivens, the whole way. Like, it's a fucking piece of paper. Like, I don't like shit. how they called him, like, Rat Ron. I'm sorry that I don't want to fucking join your suicide party, bitch. Like, <laughs> but. So, yeah, Tim hangs himself, kills himself. They find the body. and uh, And that's when they start dealing with it. You know, this yeah, this Thomas blood pack is like automatic because but you got to remember, this is like day four, right? Day four or five mm-hmm. of straight nonstop fucking narcotics. Mm-hmm. So they're not exactly thinking clearly. And Thomas Jane is like way too fucking comfortable with this shit. Like he's just like he's like fucking Tim didn't forget. Tim didn't forget. Right. I, I we fucking forgot. You fucking forgot, man. Wasn't it Jeremy Jeremy Pivens that was like, "There's a there's a dead body in there. We need to call the cops." We're calling the cops, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We have to call the police. Our friend is dead. Yeah, our friend is dead. Like we have to call the police. We mm-hmm. have families. You are a fucking father. He's like, he's like, you need to go, Ron. Like, and then Rob Lowe starts like you know creeping into it because he's just constantly snorting pills the entire time they're right. talking. And like I said, they've been up for three, four days, dude. Like these guys are fucking animals. Yeah, they're coked out. And uh, so Jeremy Piff is like, all right, well, y'all are clearly fucking insane. Yeah. Holler at me next year if you're still alive. Like, I'm going to go, go back. pack my shit. And, I'm, and I left before that happened, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, he's on his way and he's still fucked up, too. Yep. He calls and that's what his wife says. Hey, the FBI is coming. And where are you? And. So he books it to the airport, gets a flight out, and can't get on the plane. Mm-hmm. He's such a fucking coward. He can't face. 
he can't go on the run because he'll miss his family too much, and he can't face his family because he knows he's a fucking failure. Yep. I also kind of got that, you know, like that made sense to me because, like, you know, there's a lot of pressure to be a husband and a provider. Yep, definitely. And uh, so he goes back. I think he says, like, he's like, why did you need so much? He's like, because once the money starts rolling in, you don't want it to stop or something along those lines. You take a little for yourself. Yeah. You know, and he goes, and I was the man. Mm -hmm. He's like, I took care of my family. I was the hero, you know. Right. and every man wants to feel that. Yeah. Like, even if you're doing wrong, you're. It, it's like the Aladdin thing. You're stealing from the rich to give to the poor, which is you, but there comes a certain point where you're not the poor anymore. Right. So he goes back, and they're like, I didn't think you'd come, you know? He's like, I can't face him. I yep. can't do it. Yep. So I guess I'm doing it with y'all. And then, like, he just goes on a, another bender. But he can't. He said, like, he tells Thomas Jane, I can't kill I can't kill myself. Yeah. I need you to do it. Yeah. Do it for me. It. So he lays down and then starts talking shit about him. And like I said, old boy's in a drug fueled fucking, you know, and just pulls his pillow out and fucking kills him. Yeah. Snuffs him out, dude. Lays that whole fucking body on him and just goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And they, he does the honorable thing. They bury him and Tim out there on a little little hill. Mm-hmm. By the ocean. By the ocean. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it's a bad really place. To, yeah, it's not a bad place to rest. And uh, it's just him and Rob Lowe. And then it's about day five or six. I think Rob Lowe calls his ex-wife and he's like, I'm sorry for everything. I'm not a piece of shit kind of thing. She's like, like can I just talk to my son? And she's yeah. like, it's six, in the, it's five in the morning. Like, are you drunk? And he's like, no, I'm fucking high. High <laughs> as fucking kite. Like, or some shit like that. And he's like, what point did you stop loving me? And she's like, I'm not going to answer that. And he's like, I just want to know when you stopped loving me. And then she hangs up. And that's like pretty much his, you know. Yeah, that was his last outreach to the world. No, no, I'm sorry. He has one more. They run out of drugs. He's freaking the fuck out. Okay. So he tells Thomas Jane, I'm a doctor. They won't let me buy this shit. You have to go in and say you're doing it. He goes, if they ask, you had like knee surgery, but they won't ask. So he goes in, gets the drugs. They do a shit ton more drugs. And then uh, that sounds, this sounds like you're remembering a past time the way you say it <laughs> like you were there <laughs> i just remember like uh, like i was just like i can't remember if that was the point of it was to try to show that they were being irrational yeah or if it i'm was sure the drugs don't say, help out but that's what i'm saying the amount of narcotics these fucking guys were on in that time period like it's surprised they didn't fucking find a way to raise a demon like you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> yeah 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 i don't know they could have went on a murdering spree and it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, their brains were melted. Yeah, they took enough phar- or pharmaceuticals to put down a fucking rhino. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, but so then he calls his ex-wife one more time because he wants to talk to his son before he kills himself. Right. And his son calls the other guy dad. And he goes, you know, I'm your dad, right? Like, I need you to know that I'm your dad. He's not your dad. I'm your dad. And the kid, he's little. He just doesn't understand, you know, like what his dad's feeling, like mm-hmm. the pain he's in. Right. And like most kids do when they don't understand, they just sit quiet. And then 
you know, the mom clearly can tell the kid's not happy on the phone. So she's like, we have to go. And he's like, I have to go. Bye. And he's like, just tell me you understand. Just tell me that you understand that I'm your dad. And the kid just hangs up. And then he ties himself off and shoots the biggest load of morphine I've ever seen into his own, into his arm. And then of course, Thomas Jane's about ah, two minutes late. And he's like, I was just coming in here to tell you that I can't fucking do this. Like, I can't fucking do this. But then when Rob Lowe does it and he's all alone, that's when he mm-hmm. fucking goes off the fucking deep end completely. Right. Because we haven't mentioned the the cop that's like surrounding. Yeah. Fuck. I don't know. I feel terrible, too, because she's a great actress. I oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, she's been in a shit ton of stuff. All right. But she keeps checking on them because the people that own the house want her to like check in to make sure everything's OK. So she keeps popping in here and there. Well, and they keep get going out and getting fucked up and doing shit like they dumb shit. A, oh, like the uh, the bar scene. Yeah, like <laughs> they go out and uh, he gets in a fight with some dudes. And they beat the shit out of him. Obviously, he's had a couple cool lines though. My friend is a doctor, so if I need any medical attention, he will give it to me right fucking here. <laughs> but. uh yeah, that and then a uh, uh, old dude has a heart attack while they're at the bar, mm-hmm. and Rob Lowe, being a doctor, saves his fucking life, and then they just walk out, and the, the cops like, "Who are those?" He's like, "Just save that guy's fucking life. They're heroes." And he's, she's like, "Couple of motley crew they are, or something like that." Yeah. And I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, let's just pretend that just happens." You know, these guys look like shit. <laughs> they look like they, I don't know how they're walking and they just save somebody's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to bring him in for questioning or an IV or something. I mean, he saved his life. I guess. What do you want? Thanks, man. Do you want your your tab paid? Do you want money? Do you you know, do you want us to like fucking write a song about you, name a next grandkid after you? No. Just let me walk away. <laughs> right. <laughs> just let me go. Just don't tell anybody I was here, all right? <laughs> Jesus, bro, how did you save his life? You look like you're about to fall over. But uh anyways, so and I also thought it was very beautiful, like when it shows him dying, like he looks out the window and that's what he sees is his wife ex you know, when it was she was his wife and his son, like what he remembers being happy. And that was like the last thing he sees is talking about Roblo? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like I said, I thought he was my favorite part of the movie. I thought he was my favorite character. Uh, Thomas Jane was a close second. Yeah. So Thomas Jane goes a crazy full art house. Yeah, he loses psychopath. his shit. He starts drawing fucking paint trees and writing like it's our fault and shit, which I, did, I didn't even talk about this, but at the very beginning, the little phrases that come up. Oh, 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 yeah. I like those. That was pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, it's like. Because it's like all things that sometimes you think in your head, but you'll never say them out loud. Right. It's like, I'm not a good person. It's like, I am a failure, shit like that. It's like, because that's how people feel, but they'll never say it. Like, yeah. Everyone has these insecurities. And I think it plays, that's what I was saying earlier. It plays on these people that like, they look like they're doing well in life, but they still have these demons. Yeah. And uh, the cop finally... Um, She's she's like she can't take it anymore because nothing's adding up, you know. So she busts in, and Thomas Jane's like, "It's too late. Like I gotta do this." And you know, Tim and and all of them. And 
she he pretty much tells her like I buried them in the back. You mm-hmm. know? They're all dead. They're all dead. You know, my friends are all dead. Mm-hmm. And uh, she looks back there and sees the three graves, you know, fresh yeah. graves. And he books it into the Porsche, drives to the top of a lighthouse, and does a Heath Ledger Joker off the off the off the. Well, he uh, said. He said something before that kind of like hit me deep. He said, uh, she's like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, my friends are dead. It'll hurt too much. Like if he stays alive kind of thing. Yeah. And that's true too. Like, he's like, look how fucking beautiful this is. Like, like this is the way to die. Like, yeah. you're going to die. So yeah, he's like, it would just hurt too much. And then he leaps off and last one to go. It, it, like I said, it made me it made me think about a lot because I was like, not only because each character had their own reasons for it, because mm-hmm. like it made it seem like Jeremy Piven was gonna go to prison for a long time, and like his family was just gonna <laughs> disown him and this and that. No, they were gonna be fucked just as much as he was. They're gonna oh, lose I mean, everything just like he was. I mean, yeah, they would have been broke, but they wouldn't have went to jail, right? You know. Um. But yeah, so like his life he felt like would have been ruined either way, mm-hmm. which I can also, like I said, I can get that. And then with Rob Lowe, he felt the same way. Like he said, I wanted to save lives. He goes, and now I'm a pill doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, and, uh, Thomas Jane, like he wanted to be this great writer, but then he ended up becoming the tortured writer. And then, yeah. uh, you got the whole vibe to do the first act of the movie that he was going to like, he was the leader. Like he was the one that they all kind of looked up to yeah. and went with like, right. whatever he was doing. And he kind of does that. Like he pushes them into doing the drugs and yeah. drinking and doing this. And the, I don't know. Like, like I said, it was crazy to me because I don't know if I'll, I know I, for a fact, I, I mean, my best oldest friend in the world, like as much as I love him, I'd take a bullet for him. But I don't think I'd ever kill myself for him. Yeah, like you, know you wouldn't I mean? have like a one-on-one. You wouldn't have having a few beers. And he's like, I just need to end it. But I need to know you're going to do it with me. All right, bro. I don't think you should do that. And I'm definitely not fucking doing that. So <laughs> right. like, let's yeah. have a couple more beers and that's forget an, about that. Or that's the one thing about this movie is I feel like it's a little far-fetched. Like, I don't think anybody would actually. It's kind of like a gay Romeo and Juliet, dude. <laughs> Gay four-way gay romantic. Think about it, though. Like, I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, like, if my best friend, my best, best friend killed himself, it would weigh on my mind. For sure, dude. I mean, a guy I was friends with in middle school, and I hadn't talked to him in years. Yeah. I, you know, I heard he killed himself, and it still fucked me up, man. I have his arm. I have his name tattooed on my arm. Right. Like, even though we weren't close now, like, at the time, like, when I knew him, he was a great guy. You know what I mean? And it's like, maybe I think to myself sometimes, like maybe if I would have still been in contact with him, like maybe he wouldn't have felt that lonely. Right. I mean, you know, we don't really talk about tattoos too much on this uh, podcast or whatever, but this is the only time it would be like appropriate to bring it up. But I always found your tattoo fascinating. So you have a sleeve of a graveyard and you have tombstones that aren't marked. And as people that are close to you pass away, you put their name on it. Yeah, and I thought it was the coolest thing. I've like always liked well, that. I didn't want to have like fifty R.I.P. tattoos. Yeah, 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 all over me. And at the time when I was seventeen, I really was into zombie movies 
and I thought that would be a cool way to incorporate my love of zombie movies with, you know, showing respect to my loved ones that have passed away. Yeah, it's super unique, and I've always, like, really liked that. I don't know if I've ever told you, but I really like that tattoo. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. It is a conversation starter. I usually, if when people say anything about my stuff, Mm -hmm. that's usually where they go. They're like, why do you have a graveyard? And then you explain, like, oh, shit, that's actually really nice. Well, they'll (laughs) be like, especially if it's somebody I see, like, on a more normal basis, they'll be like, man, I didn't even notice that before. Like, that's super cool. Turn your arm or, like, like, man, there's just so much detail. Like, I just haven't. You know, right? But, uh, the guy that did this, you've met Greg. He did my tattoo. Uh, he shout, did my shout out Greg Bowles. Yeah, uh, gaslight tattoos. I need to go back to see him so he can fix up my Reaper. Dude, I'm. I got. Then that's another thing, man. It's been a tough year for me, man. I've lost three people. I'm close to. Sorry, four, four people I've close to this year. Yeah, a lot of people lost a lot of close. Like I knock on wood. Luckily, I haven't lost anyone close to me. Three that are my family, and then another guy that I've known for a long time. Right. I told you about him. Right. And like I said, man, it's tough. And like I said, like, it's not that I don't love people that much, or I wouldn't feel terrible if that happened to them, but, like, I can't throw my life away just because you threw yours away, you know what No, I mean? 100%. That's what I was saying. It's a little far-fetched. And another gripe I might have with this movie is it's a little long. Yeah. They it's a little like, they like drug it out a little bit. And I was uh, talking to the wife about it. She's like, so did you like the movie second time around? Cause this is my second time watching it. And I was like, the one thing I think they should have done, this should have been a short story. Like you could have crammed this into like 30, 40 minutes and still got the same point across. And it would have gotten over a lot quicker right. and it would have like felt more impactful. You know what I mean? That was another thing. Like I said, like I really felt like they spent so much time just trying to convince us that these guys were inseparable. Yeah. Like that, you know, that and then like they just really nailed home the fucking drug use. Like, yeah, like we get it. These guys are partying hard. Yeah. Like, you you could cram all that into like 15 minutes and then have the rest, the 15, you know, 30 minutes left of them like struggling with do we do this or do we not do this? And yeah, and I felt like other than the fact that they had to have a reason for the lady cop to go back to the house, like mm-hmm. that whole scene of them at the bar was fucking pointless. Right. And even I'm thinking he's gonna be in like some drug fueled rage because he just killed Jeremy Piven and he's gonna like beat the fuck out of all those fucking guys. Yeah. And he just gets the shit beat out of him while while Rob Lowe's just watching geeking in the corner. Right. Like I don't know, I just felt like that whole scene. Yeah, there's a couple of scenes you that's why I was saying you could cut a lot of scenes out of this, cram it down to like forty five minutes and it would have had the same effect i don't know i just felt like there was a couple wasted opportunities too like when the blonde girl tells him that her boyfriend isn't gonna be like him he's not gonna be a miserable old man and she's like what are you hiding from old man and he gets that look like i'm about to choke the life out of your bitch (laughs) right because the boyfriend immediately is like shut the fuck up let's go you know definitely i felt like uh, this movie kind of, until it took the more serious turn, it reminded me of that movie. Uh, Hangover? No. Uh, <laughs> it's like Dirty Lies or something like that. Had Christian Slater and David Schwimmer and John Favreau in it. Oh, I feel like I've like heard of it. I haven't seen it, though. They were like at a bachelor party, and the guy who's getting married ends up killing a hooker on accident. Oh, right. 
and then they like they bury her and then a cop comes along and then they fucking kill the cop and then they have to try to cover that up and then like more people find out it's just like a whole thing there's a movie that just came out recently that kind of plays on that a little bit it's called uh pretty young women or something like that pretty young lady or something like that mm. it's a good revenge revenge movie i need to like get it so we can watch it because it's so good yeah. yeah but yeah it's uh but it's like more of like a very bad things that's what it's called very bad things very bad things and then like they're trying to like fix their fuck-ups and then stuff keeps happening like one of them slips and ends up breaking his fucking neck falling downstairs like it's just like anything and everything can go wrong does but that's kind of like what the movie's about yeah i think cameron diaz is in it too right anyways but like i said that was kind of like a funnier like a cynical like a dark comedy this was more of just like a... This is just a dark movie. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, what would you class it? Just drama? It's just a drama, yeah. Yeah, psychological drama or... Yeah, because it really does get you in your head. You like you start questioning your relationship with people and stuff like that. Like, that's what I liked about this movie is it really got me in my head about my relationships with people. Yeah, my wife asked me how I felt about it. And I said, you know, it's weird. It's like, it wasn't a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Like, would it be something that I would watch again? Probably not. No. But, uh, I only rewatched it because of the podcast because it's right. just dark. Yeah, it's like I said, like it puts you in, it's one of those movies that kind of puts you in your thoughts and your feelings a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't, I didn't dislike it by any means. I, I, I really expected you to be like, I fucking love the first half of this movie and the second yeah. half can go eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a fucking drug addict or anything, but I mean, those guys were living their best fucking life. Well, I feel like it's a, a, a life without the kids and the wife you would want to live. You know what I mean? Fucking A, dude. That's living like a fucking rock star. Who wouldn't? Right. You know? but, uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not interested in that at all. Well, that's good because when we get rich, I'll just take your drug money. We've said that we talked about this before. I'm the one that takes care of you to make sure you get on the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, just sober me up long enough to do this shit every week. We're good, dude. Um, Fun fact. um, Like I said, there weren't a whole lot of fun facts, which is really sad. I feel like this movie is falling by the wayside. Not a lot of people are talking about it. Dude, when I saw the cast, I was like, that is crazy. I've never heard of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, shout out to Mick for giving me this uh, movie. Oh, good old Mick. But uh, you see this camera right here? Yeah, it's a nice camera. It's it's kind of like the one we used when we used to do video. You know, it's a little more expensive, $1,500. That's what they shot this whole movie on. Damn. You know how impressive that is to shoot this whole movie on that thing? Yeah, because it looked pretty good. Yeah, most movies... Um, most movies are shot on like red cameras, which are ten on the cheap end, ten thousand dollars. That he shot this whole movie on a fifteen hundred dollar camera. I say, I'm pretty sure you can shoot it on an iPhone now. Right, that, and that just like whenever I saw that, that blew my mind because this movie looks so good. Yeah, it looks so good. Shout out to that. And it came out in like 2011, I want to say. So it's almost it's ten years old. Damn, could you do that with your camera? Yeah, well, if I, mean, I had fuck, talent. I guess we technically do. If I had ta- if I had talent, but I don't have talent. That this is called talent. Got to get Scorsese in here. <laughs> right. Yeah, 2011. This movie came out uh, 10 years ago. He shot it on I'm sure that camera was like $2500 back then, right. but even still, it's not a red camera. It's not a $10,000, $20,000 camera. I don't know. That just kind of blew my fucking mind. Yeah, that is pretty fascinating. Yeah, that was cool. But other than that, I gave the age thing. There's not many fun facts. So uh, did it? Uh, did it make any money? No. 
No. Not really at all. Nobody really nobody really knows about this movie, and I'm kind of excited to do it on the podcast. Maybe one day we get big enough Maybe that we'll this, turn it into a cult classic. Bro. It, it, it deserves a cult following. I really believe that. I don't know. I feel like this movie would make like depression and suicide go up. <laughs> Honestly, though. No, no, no. I was actually listening to a... I was listening to something, and they were talking about whenever celebrities commit suicide the suicide number goes up <clears throat> and the more news reports reports on that suicide the number keeps going up how crazy is that well because i think some people love celebrities like especially musicians yeah and you look up to somebody and you're like if they if that person can have so much and feel like they have nothing at all like what fucking chance do i have exactly yeah I mean, well, obviously, like you can't put yourself if you're, in if you're already shoes. on the ledge and you see right. someone you look up to take their own life. It's like, I might as well jump. There's nothing left. Yeah. Fucking Super Chester sad. can't deal with this shit. Neither can I. You know? But, you know, if you have a good grasp on life and you have a good, you know, well, I, just, I just feel like this movie deserves more love. I feel it's a good movie. I don't want to make it sound like because like, I don't want it to come off wrong. But I would say this, like, that's the one thing about being a dad. Mm hmm. Like, I don't have that choice anymore. It gives you that push. You like, know? I know that people can be selfish and do whatever they do because there are people out there that treat their kids like shit and yeah. do terrible things. But I mean, I don't have kids, but I do have a family. And, right. you know, I I think we all get low points, like driving down the road. You're I'm like, I'm not talking oh. about depression or anything like that. I'm yeah. saying, like, I don't ever feel like suicide would be an option for me because. It's not about me anymore. Right. Like, it's about like how would they like how would they have to live with that? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, like, because they'll always wonder, like, you know, was it really that bad? You know, like we weren't enough to make you like get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah, dude. I mean, it, it it really does the most damage to the people you leave. Right, and that's that's the one thing I always think about is when I get really low, I'm just like. I couldn't do it just because I couldn't hurt. The I'm too people. fucking selfish, honestly. Like <laughs> I, I couldn't. I don't think yeah. I could. I got like 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 even when I say fuck my life and shit like that, like it's never as bad. Yeah, just being dramatic. It's it's because you, know? you do get those flashes of like you won't be able to do this anymore. You won't be able to do that anymore. Like you think about the things you get to do, yeah. and if you committed suicide, you can't do those things anymore. I can't play guitar anymore. I can't do this podcast anymore. I can't do graphic design anymore. Like all that shit's gone. And I'm like, that's the, that's some of the stuff that stops me from like, if that, if that ever does enter my mind, I think everyone has those flashes of like, why don't I just fucking end it? Like, fuck all this shit. Like fuck everyone. And fuck this. Maybe at certain points in your life. Oh yeah, sure. yeah. 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 <clears throat> I, I hope to God, nobody's walking around every day thinking. No, no, no. That way. <laughs> and if you are, don't be ashamed to go get help, man. Oh, definitely. Like, even I've had to go talk to somebody. You know yeah, I mean? you talk to me every week, and I get you through it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> these fucking movies, bro. That's what my wife said. Did you like the movie? And I said, I don't think you can like these movies. I think you just, like, experience them. I, that's like, a, I like if that. If you could take something from them, you know? And that's what I told her. I said, I just took valuable lessons from this movie. Like, yeah. Things that I was like, you know what? I see what he was going for there. I, I like that you're getting stuff from these movies like I am. That's kind of what I get when I watch these movies is like, yeah. what did I get from that? And if it gets me thinking about things in my life, I'm like, it was worth it, you know? Yeah, sometimes uh, if a point of a movie is to make you think or mm -hmm. put you in your feelings, you know, because like I ain't gonna lie, man, I woke, I walked away after watching that movie 
feeling kind of grateful. Right. You know, feeling blessed about the good things I do have because you can appear on paper, like I was saying earlier, you could appear on paper to have the greatest life ever, man. Only you know if you're happy. Right. And, and I'm like, like <laughs> I'm like the opposite of that. Like, I mean, not to brag or anything, but I do sanitation at a fucking warehouse. So I'm not like uh, rolling in the dough, but I'm so happy with life. Right. Like there's so many good things in my life. It's like, yeah. I don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying. Like, and that's why I said, you know, you, I feel like this movie had a good thing about the characters set up. Everybody had their version of happiness except for Tim. Yeah. You know, uh, he wanted to be single, living the bachelor life, mm-hmm. you know, and he did what he did. He just thought that he was past his prime, like past his good parts. Right. And Piven on paper looked like he was the man, successful, the family, the nice house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Rob Lowe too, you know, he was divorced, but he's still a good looking dude. You're a doctor. You make good money. Mm-hmm. But you feel like your life isn't like kind of worthless these days. You're not making the difference that you thought you were going to make when you first started becoming a doctor. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I feel like not only that, but just in any any facet of your life, like nobody like you just said, what you do for a living. I doubt when you were a kid, you said, I'm going to fucking push a broom or <laughs> clean up after other people or whatever. You know what I mean? Just like I didn't plan on taking trash out of trailers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm still happy because of the things, like you said, in my life that make it all worth it to me. The thing is, uh, is so many people tie money and success together. Right. Uh, when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an artist. And when you're a kid, you're like, when I sell a painting for a thousand dollars, that means I've made it. That means I'm successful. No successful is making something and being proud of what you made. I think it's like, like if you're remembered, like, did you do something that's that not you remembered? I don't, I'm talking about personal success, not like right. success among other people. No, no, I get that. I get that. No, I mean, like I said, being a good dad, like being remembered as a good father, like that's right. important to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's way more, that's way more, uh, fulfilling to me yeah. than any like, uh, career success or anything like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what a lot of people miss out on. They, they concentrate too much on what they don't have instead of concentrating on the things I'm that they of do shit, have. Bro. I'd be lying to you if I said that I didn't get, get on my fucking soapbox and be like, whoa, is me, you know, a hundred percent. I think I, human in us. I think a I mean? lot of people get that way. I get that way, but, but this movie was like, that's why I meant, that's what I said. All that to lead up to was this movie was a good way to make you look in the mirror and be like, could be a lot worse. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? And you think you have problems. Everyone has problems. Right. Everyone is going through every something. walk, every facet of life has something, you know, right. cause that's what all makes us human. You yeah. Know I mean? And you need to appreciate the good things in your life. But so like what I do said, you rate? You want to, I think you're going to like my rating for this one. Oh yeah. Going seven, 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 seven. I like it. I give it a highly recommended, like maybe one or two less awkward moments. I probably might've gave it eight. Yeah. Right. I give it a highly recommended. Like I love. I And then, like you said, I felt like it kind of drug out a little bit. Yeah, it does. It drags a little bit, but it's, if it's you can take paced. something from it. Yeah. It's just slow pace because like, 
I think it was on like day two or day three, and I paused it to go smoke a cigarette, and I was only 35 minutes into the movie. Yeah. I, said, I said, I feel like I've been watching this forever. Yeah. Like, I think you paused it at almost the exact same time I did, because I paused it too. I'm like, I'm only 30 minutes into this fucking movie. Holy shit. I've, I've, I feel like I've experienced and watched so much already. As I said, <laughs> I was like, when the fuck does the plot get take that turn, you know? Yeah. Because that's what I wait for when I get these movies from you. I'm like, it's never what it seems with Greg. <laughs> This motherfucker's gonna take a left turn at Albuquerque here any minute. You know? Oh, definitely. But, uh, no, I like I said, I enjoyed it, man, and uh, you know it was it was a good pick. I, I was I thought you did a good job picking that one. I appreciate it. I'm I like it when you like the movies and you get something from it. It makes my day. Oh. I like it when I enjoy it too because it's not fucking torture watching them. <laughs> you know? but it can't be. I it can't all be winners. I'm sure I do it to you quite a bit. Too. Oh, 100 percent. So, um. What are you giving me next? Or are you going to tell me or are you going to wait? I wanted to leave it a surprise. but uh, uh, you can leave it a like, surprise. You know, leave it a surprise. It'll be here if it's soon enough. Okay, okay. You'll still have plenty of time to watch it. Right. Do this. But it, it is for your birthday. And it's also a movie that I've been, I've mentioned it a couple times. So I, I, I don't know if you'll remember it, but. I'm if, sure I will. If I tell you who's in it, you're going to know exactly what movie it is. So <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. No, we're good. Um, But I'll drop it off when it comes in. All right. Sounds good. So. I haven't really done much movie hauls. I went to the Walmart today mm-hmm. and this movie has been like popping up crazy on my uh, boutique movie thing. And I was going to buy it, but I'm like, eh, I don't know anything about it. Have you seen this? No, it's called the Wraith and they did a special collector's edition of Holy it. Shit, that's Charlie Sheen, Charlie, little baby Charlie Sheen and I it was only like twelve bucks at Walmart. Billy Idol, and I'm just like, I'm gonna get it and see what it's about. I want to check it out now. Oh, 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 oh! I think I do know this movie. Yeah, maybe. If this is the one about the rock star that dies, is that what? Read it is? the synopsis. Read it into the mic. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. You know, I went to public school, so <laughs> bear with me. Okay. Charlie Sheen, Nick Cassavetes, Sherilyn Finn, and Randy Quaid star in this turbocharged and cult classic. When four glowing orbs crash into each other over the Arizona desert, they leave in their wake a badass Dodge Turbo Interceptor. <laughs> And it's an enigmatic helmeted driver. The next day, the mysterious Jake appears in the town of Brooks, catching the eye of Carrie and the ire of Packard, the ruthless leader of a gang of street racers. When gang members start losing races and lives to the Interceptor, the recent death of Carrie's boyfriend suddenly seems connected to the arrival of Jake, the unbeatable car, in an avenging entity they called the Wraith. Okay, I've never fucking heard of this. <laughs> but I want to watch it. Like It seems like straight cheese. I'm going to screen it. Yeah, it came out in 1986, the best year ever. Nate Cassavetes. He's the guy that just directed this fucking movie you want to watch so bad. <laughs> you know where he gets his inspiration from. Right. Where the fuck is Randy Quaid? Billy Idol's in this? Oh, featuring the music of Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. That's what threw me off. Yeah. 
But yeah, I'm kind of excited to check it out. I'm going to screen it, see if it's worth putting on the podcast, because you know me. high top fade, dude. Right. Yeah, I'm down, dude. <laughs> I fucking, I want to watch it, even if we don't do it for this. I still want to watch it. You can borrow it. I just did the uh, digital thing. Maybe. Well, let me know if you truth thing. If, if it's yeah, something yeah. we'll do, we can do it. All right. Sounds good. But no rush. I don't have a lot to... Oh, I do have something to... Uh, to report on because I wanted to give her a shout out. Like I said, we don't have much of a reach, but <clears throat> so Miss Pat started her, which is funny because her date, they released her, uh, her show on August 12th. How uh, fucking funny is that? Your birthday. Yeah. So BET plus Miss Pat, I don't know if you know her, but she has her own show now and it's revolutionizing sitcoms. Is it? There is cussing in it. There is like hot topics and it's one of the funniest shows out. I like it makes me laugh hard. You know, it's fucking hilarious. I have to give it a watch. Yeah. It's really fucking funny. And I, I want it to be successful because I want sitcoms to go in this direction. Like we don't need to be so PC anymore. We can go fucking hard. Right. We can cuss, you know, we don't have to worry about being so censored all the time. And I just want this show to do well. Do you check any of the TikToks I send you? No. I send you like I don't I don't use TikTok. Yeah, I know, but I send you like 10 a day. No, you don't. You send me like one a week. <laughs> oh, every time I I make one, I send you one. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't really use TikTok all that much. I like I made the couple funny videos. As but... long as you watch the Batman one, the Batman one was fantastic. Is that the your favorite character? Yeah. You showed it to me, remember? No, I know, but I'm just saying I'm glad you watched that one. Yeah. What's up? These are your collector's things that you send me. I can't put that on YouTube because I used Mike Jones. <laughs> but we're probably gonna get taken down now. Fuck! <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. In five seconds, Mike Jones. <laughs> who? <laughs> who? Who got taken down? Um, I'll try and check them. Damn it, Nick! <laughs> God damn it, Nick! Yeah, that young Judah got us taken down in some countries. For real? Yeah. You played like five seconds of it. Why not? You don't have to watch them right now. I'm just saying. Like I said, you funny You seem shit. pretty upset about it, so I'm going to watch them all right now. But uh, <laughs> I'll try and check it more often. I don't really get on there. I, I hate. <sighs> TikTok is the new frontier, baby. I am going to go on a little bit of a rant. Go go on a rant. If you like TikToks. That it. is fine and dandy. You can like TikToks all day, every day. Uh-huh. Just do me a favor. Not you. I'm talking to everybody. Right. Leave them in TikTok. Stop putting them on Facebook. Stop putting them on Instagram. Stop Stop putting them everywhere else. Leave them on TikTok, you goddamn motherfuckers. Everybody's story is just other people's TikToks, and it's driving me insane. You dud boomer. <laughs> Dumb boomer. Yeah, you're not wrong. I do feel like an old man yelling at clouds, but... God damn, I'm so sick of seeing TikToks that aren't on TikTok. Bro, TikTok is fucking the best, though, dude. I don't dude. even care. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I was... You know it, bro. I was the biggest TikTok hater, dude. <laughs> I used to make fun of my wife for watching TikTok. Like, look I at mean, you getting stupid watching that. The wife <laughs> and I used to watch Vines back in the day because they were pretty funny. Oh, Vines were great. Vines died off, and then TikTok came back. And now that we're getting away from the music thing and people are just making funny stuff, like, yeah, I get into it. 
I just think it's so cool. I've met so many like interesting people through TikTok. Like I have friends in Ireland and Scotland, mm-hmm. and Canada. Russia. You have friends in Russia. Well, I met them through Instagram, but um, oh yeah, I don't ever call. I don't ever check my Instagram calls. So if you call me, my phone is not going to go off. I know, man, but I want us to do more like spur of the moment things. Like I want us to go live, just <laughs> random as fuck. Okay. You know, I that's, did. That's I did enjoy the one want. with Mick. That's what I said, man. Like we could do that whenever the fuck we want. <clears throat> like we both work day shift now. Yeah. Like we could do that. Like once a week, we'll call it like the midweek report or some shit. You know what I mean? I mean, if that's what you want to do, I'm down. You know, I thought you were just calling me to fucking talk to me. I didn't know you were trying to go like live. I mean, I was playing with the idea. You know, how I'd be doing. I'd just be sitting there with my thoughts. Yeah, and then you like, don't tell me the thought, and you just go on a whim. And I'm like, "What the fuck is Nick doing?" Hey, it worked the last time, man. We had a bunch of people that came through that live yeah. with you, me, and Mick. Yeah, like, maybe we'll get together and do another live with Mick because I like talking to him, dude. I lo- I love having conversations with Mick, and uh, shit, we'll talk on the phone sometimes. Like he'll call me, and we'll just talk, dude. Yeah, that motherfucker can talk. Um, I can't. He too. loves to talk. Yeah, so that's why that's I've why been trying got... to get you guys together so y'all leave me the fuck alone. Y'all say, talk to each other and stop trying to talk to me. I think that's why we get along so well. <clears throat> but uh, now nah, we we need to go over there and do that episode. That would be cool. He needs to. Hey, t- Mick, just come over here. We don't need to go over there. That's true. That's Mick, true. just come over here. We do have like. We already have, <laughs> we have everything. We already have death row. Records. We don't need to go. Like we don't have to go anywhere. Right. So Mick, yeah, you know you're more than welcome to come down to, to the to the uh, to the B slab anytime, <laughs> right? And do this, yeah. But uh, no, nah, I'm excited because I think you're gonna like the uh, the movie I give you. Oh, I'm sure I will, and I hope you do because I'm getting it for you on Steelbook. So. Nice. <laughs> is it the Riddick? Enjoy it. No, it's not the Riddick. Uh, it's not the Riddick. A little disappointed. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm but... fucking with you. That was pretty funny. You want to tell that story? Yeah, I got. Uh, I went to the flea market and I got a great deal on a bunch of Blu-rays, a uh, dollar a piece on the Blu-rays. But I found two more steel books. What was I, the other steel book? You didn't tell me. Oh, uh, Death Race. The with original Statham. or the Scott? With or, I mean, Scott Stamp. Stamp Statham, right? Yeah, Statham. Yeah, I've never seen the old one. And the old one have like uh, Charlie Bronson or something. Yeah. Like? Yeah, I've never seen that one. Mm. I haven't either, actually. But people say it was good. But I like the Statham one. It was fun for oh, what it was. Yeah, it's stupid, but, but I love it. like, there was a game back in the day, uh, Twisted Metal. And just it just like, reminds me of Twisted just Metal. Just like Twisted Metal. And I'm like, it's Twisted Metal the movie. <laughs> but anyway, so you went to buy the Steelbook. Yeah, and I, uh, he only had two Steelbooks. He had uh, Pitch Black, which I remember Greg saying that he actually liked the Riddick movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have all the Riddick movies, but I have them on like regular DVD. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't really. Give I have a that shit. like three disc thing. <laughs> and uh, there was Death Race. Well, I love Jason Statham, so I was like, he ain't getting fucking Death Race. But uh, I was like, I think he likes the Riddick movies, so I was gonna give it to you for your birthday. And right before I came in, I opened it up just to make sure it wasn't all scratched and shit. <laughs> Thanks for my fucking scratch gift, you know? And I look in there, and the fucking Blu-ray is missing. It's just the DVD copy. I'm like, motherfuck. I w- it would have been so funny if you wouldn't have checked, and you brought it in, and I opened it in front of you, and I'm like, Nick, there's no movie in here. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> son of a bitch at Walmart, dude. <laughs> I took it out of the wrapper, because I didn't want you to see how much it costs, and I want you to feel bad. So I took it out of the wrapper. I guess the-, the disc fell out. <laughs> 
it's somewhere in my car, dude. I got you. <laughs> but uh, nah, I was pissed, man. Like, and you felt so bad. You're like, tell me what movies you like so I can just buy them on Steelbook. So I took a picture of all your Steelbooks so yeah. I could go get you one. And uh, You ordered it. Fun. I'm surprised. You don't even order yourself things. So. I ordered that shit at 5.45 this morning. Did you? Yeah. From Amazon? Yeah. I was just bored. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so as soon as I got the movie and I brought it back to you. I was like, fuck that. I can't give that to him. But like I said, I got this one coming. It's brand new. You oh yeah. It. You gotta love it. And this I is like the most I've bought a movie for in a long time. Yeah. And it's for me. It this is. is funny. But you know, you, you gave me dude, just the fact that you gave me the wizard, bro. Like I have never found the wizard still have not found the wizard. on DVD, You know what blows bro. my, what fucking pisses me the fuck off. So I went out of my way. Like I bought the wizard. I wanted to give that for you as a gift because it was a childhood movie. I know how those are. I love having those in my collection. They came out with a fucking special edition of The Wizard that has like 8-bit cartoon on the front. Oh, And I was like, you guys would come out with this as soon as I fucking bought it. Yeah, that that's one of those movies that like pure nostalgia. Yeah, apparently. When we watched it for the podcast, I felt really like, damn, man, this movie is really not that good. But like just the Super Mario Brothers three part and the the power glove, oh yeah, that's cool. Doesn't that look awesome uh, as fuck? Yeah, that's cool. God, I was like, fuck, dude. I saw somebody the other day on TikTok had a copy of Mallrats on VHS, and I had Mallrats on VHS, but mine was the poster that I have that you have on the DVD now. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a comic book. But this VHS was one of the fucking pictures. That you stared at and something else popped up. Like fucking Ethan Soupley in the sailboat. Right. And I was just like, that is fucking cool. Like, where was I at? Like, why didn't I have one of those? Like, I know. It's really cool that... <clears throat> I don't know. Have you heard about the... Uh, I know we're going long, but whatever. Have you heard about the new video game hike? Price hike? So, somebody sold an original Super Mario Brother. In the packaging, it was, you know, they're rating games now, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 9.7 rating, $2 million. Is it the one with Duck Hunt or the one where it's just... Just the oh, Super yeah, Mario that's Brothers. Why. That's why. <clears throat> $2 million, Nick. You know how you know I went and looked up Banjo-Kazooie shit? I was like, I could be rich. No, 30 bucks. 30 bucks. I'll keep it and just play it once a year like I do. Yeah. First of all, like if you did decide to get rid of it, like if you don't fucking sell it to me, like I'll be a Phil. Oh right, because that is the it. one game I have that you don't. Yeah. Well, two because well, I have both two. Of them, but you have both of them. Mm-hmm. I don't have either one. These things are expensive, and they are like you said, thirty bucks for an old ass game. Well, that's like bottom dog. That's just like I got to get rid of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you could probably hold out and get forty or fifty for it, mm-hmm. but you got to find somebody who like really wants that shit. Um. Yeah, there's probably like 10 or 15 of the 64 games that still hold their money. It's funny. It's a weird time we're living in because weird things are like becoming expensive. it's, It's beautiful, bro, because now we're the old people. Yeah. And what we loved as children is now fucking rare and expensive yeah. again. So my brother um, <clears throat> watched the, uh, the new, the first Star Wars movie that came back. Well, I forgot the name. Return Force of the Awakens. Je- Force Awakens. There you go. And you know, whenever the uh, the Jedi touches the mask and it leaves the ha- the bloody handprint mm. after the movie was over, I told my brother, I was like, that would be a really cool Funko Pop 
if they just like did the blood on the stormtroopers mask that motherfucker found it yeah they came out with one yeah it's in like a plastic case um that bitch is going for sixty dollars right now yeah it's like special edition yeah so i'm like ooh, in a few years this motherfucker is going to be expensive, but it's sentimental. He bought it for me for my birthday, so yeah, I could never get rid of it. But it's just like seeing these things go up in price. Like, I'm sure he spent like 20 bucks on it, but now it's worth 60. It's like, I'm curious. That's why I said, like, if you, it will never happen by me because I just know myself, I will never sell anything that I own. Mm-hmm. But if something happened to me and like my kids like my wife needed the money like y'all laugh like oh it's just all this trash but like if you sold that shit piece by piece they've been even if on, just, on online yeah even if you fuck even if you had a yard sale or whatever just sold everything i bought for a dollar a piece which some stuff i have you could get way more for mm-hmm. but even if you just took all the unrare comics and sold them dollar a piece action figures dollar a piece right like, <laughs> you'd make a couple thousand i was uh i don't know if we talked about it on the podcast but we were talking about i've been buying all these like special edition like dvds blu-rays and movies and stuff like that mm-hmm. if i pass away it would break my heart if my wife just had a yard set and put like little one dollar stickers like that true romance i just got put a one dollar sticker on it i would just roll over my grave <laughs> You know that's what she'll do too. She'll just, she'll, she'll, she just, will know. She just calls me. Hey, you want this shit before I throw it? <laughs> I feel like Greg would want you to have it. Nick, like, fifty cent for you, Nick. <laughs> Bring me two quarters and you can have it. You want the shelves too? <laughs> oh my god! My new flat screen's going on that wall. <laughs> right. I just don't have any room. And um. I asked her about that. I'm like, you probably saw that. She's like, I'm not touching any of that shit. She's like, not because of sentimental reasons. She's like, I just don't want to fucking fuck with it. Right. So it's just going to stay there and collect dust because I'm just lazy. <laughs> her next husband, why is why do you have all these movies? <laughs> <laughs> he gets really excited. Oh, you're into this? She's like, I don't know what that is. I don't is. know what any of that shit is. I've never seen any of these. Never touched it says Greg died. Yeah. Who the fuck is Greg? When did he die? <laughs> Oh, speaking of ex-husband, you know, really into movies. Had a podcast. You don't pay attention to shit, Chet. <laughs> he, takes the book, he takes the bookshelf and just lays it on the ground. Movies go everywhere. Fuck Greg. And fuck all these movies and fuck you and walks out. All my movies get scratched. How would they get scratched? They're in the cases. They fall out of the case. <laughs> Fucking steps on the discs. Uses them as frisbees. Out of here. <laughs> he uses them as frisbees to throw it at the wall. Pool. You know what? If she remarries, that's probably what the guy would do. He would just like nah, bro, because he might love some of those movies. That's true. He's not gonna get rid of all of them. Yeah, some of them he may do the gun thing. <laughs> Stalker. Do you care the about fuck this? Is that? Do you care about this one, babe? <laughs> Oh, my wife would definitely just be chunking shit. Oh, 100%. You're, all your shit's going in trash bags like by the shuttle. road. Like, whatever she would, like, whatever my son wouldn't be able to keep, like, like <laughs> you know. Is there anything in your collection that's worth, like, a lot of money that you know of? Uh, I have Ron Williams' autograph. Yeah. I know that's got to be worth at least, you know, 80, 70 bucks. Yeah, like true. I got Stan Lee's autograph. Uh, that's I got, cool. Heath Ledger's autograph. I don't think I have anyone's 
autograph. I've never been an autograph kind of person. I had, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. So um, I've been in the metal most of my life. And when I was like 15, 16, I went and seen Nevermore live, like my fucking favorite band at the time. Except I didn't really pay attention to the members, you know, like who was who, because they all kind of looked the same. <laughs> and uh, I went and seen Nevermore live. And I didn't realize there was like a guest guitarist. It wasn't Jeff Loomis. It was just a guy that looked like Jeff Loomis. Nice. So I, uh, I didn't realize that at the time because I was an ignorant kid. And uh, so I go up to the guy and I get his autograph. <laughs> and I tell my friend, I'm like, yeah, hey, I got, I got the guitarist. He's like, you got the stand-in guitars autograph? Why? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. <laughs> Felt like an idiot. Because <laughs> you suck. That's yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I got it. It's going to yeah. be worth something Guess someday. Guess not get a ride home after the show. <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, depends on what you say. It's like a lot. Like if it's something that's worth thousands of dollars, I don't know. But You never price check your shit? Because I know you have a lot of like Cowboys memorabilia. And I didn't, and some of it looks like it could be. Those fucking, those little cars you were telling me about, the, uh, the, the, uh, days of thunder cars those are actually worth a pretty penny yeah i mean like i said i got shit that's cool yeah and like you probably get you know some money but right I don't know. you're not gonna get rich off of it well that's the thing like all of it together maybe but yeah. not like you know what i mean i couldn't wholesale shit i'd have to like do it individual yeah. like you said ebay and shit like that i would make a lot more but right. if i did like just trying to get rid of it take a dollar for it yeah like I wouldn't make as much. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, like you collect for you, which is, I think how you're supposed to do it. You don't collect for, you know, how much it's going to be worth. I, I, Some people are like that, but I really wish that I did not have that kind of like, I just love everything and don't want to let anything go. Like, I wish I didn't feel like that because I see people that have a great eye for it and I have a great eye for it too. Like I know, yeah, you tell me all the time. You're like, this is from da 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 da, and I'm like, I should, I didn't know that. Yeah, and like, if I wanted, like, I could buy that bitch and flip it for twice of that, but I, it's just not worth it to me, right? Because if I don't want it, then I'm not gonna buy it. Because in case, because that's my luck, I'll buy something I have no interest in, thinking I'll make money off of it, and then I either won't make as much, or I'll lose, or whatever, and then I'll get stuck with the fucking thing. Yeah, and, you buy things that you want that may be worth money later, like the uh like parasite movie that I bought the black and white edition. Right. I bought it. Cause I'm like, maybe it'll be worth some money someday. If it's not, I still have parasite on black and white, which is fucking cool as shit to, for me to have. Right. So I see what you're saying from there. Like you're buying shit for you, but you know, maybe it'll be worth something one day, but it's more so for you. Like there was this one guy that asked in the group, he's like, do you think it's worth it to buy the Rambo collector's edition? And this one guy's like, do you like Rambo? Yes. Do you like Rambo? No? Then no. <laughs> they had uh I almost got you all the Mad Maxes on uh Steelbook. Oh my god, that would have been amazing. It was like uh three it was all the Mel Gibson ones, obviously not with And Fury then the Road. new one. Yeah, Fury Road wasn't in it. Oh, it wasn't in it? No, it was I still would have loved to have that. Like I have them separately. Well, I I know you have Fury Road. I don't know. I, don't I have think. all of them. Did you have all? Do you I have, have all of steel them? Book though, did you? No, 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 no. That's what I, was I told you. I have like one on DVD, and then I have the other two on like Blu-rays. Yeah, I think I have Mad Max on DVD, but I have like Thunderdome and 
he had all that guy, my movie guy. Yeah. And dude, I fucking felt so bad. I was like, of course the time Greg doesn't come. This dude had nothing but Blu-rays, dude. <laughs> Literally buckets and buckets of Blu-rays for a dollar. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. You went out there so early, though. I think I was still in bed by the time you were out there. Oh, I know I was. Because <laughs> like, I wouldn't even be out there at that fucking time True. normally. And then we did end up even going. Yeah. Oh, y'all didn't go to Legoland? No, I took your recommendation that it was going to rain. Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to go walk five fucking miles anyway. So right. I was like, yeah, Greg, so it's supposed to be like a fucking hurricane out there today. So probably shouldn't even go. And then it didn't even rain. Then it was like, it rained a little bit later on in the afternoon. Did she give you, did Ashley give you attitude about it? Nah, I don't think she wanted to do it either. Yeah. But just, I gave her the excuse so she wouldn't have to be the bad guy if the kids were like, oh man. Oh, uh-huh. dad didn't want to go. Yep. There was Dad's one, tired. He works. <clears throat> there was one time my family from Georgia came down to visit, but they also wanted to get uh, tickets to Bush Gardens. And I guess someone didn't check the weather because the only day that they came down to poured. go to Bush Gardens poured, fucking poured the whole time. We were literally just walking around in the rain. I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> We're at Bush Gardens where all the animals are. They're we, not out here. We paid 200 fucking dollars for this shit. You were leaving. <laughs> yeah. And there's no roller coasters. You can't ride the no, roller you coasters. Shit. You're not seeing any animals. What are we doing? <laughs> we're walking around a park getting wet. Join the fucking nature, son. But Come like, on. I felt bad as if it was my fault. If I'm the one, like I was the one that made it rain. Damn it, Aurora. <laughs> Stop the weather. Right. If you were storm from the X-Men. Yeah. I was like, nobody's going to have a good time. <laughs> That was like the thing in Men in Black too. She's like, it'll leave, it only rains when I'm, or I always get sad when it rains. And Tommy Lee Jones like, it only rains because you're sad. What? But Never yeah. seen. I've only seen Men in Black one. What? I ain't gonna lie. The second and third one aren't as good as the first one. But. And they're not gonna hold up. That's why I didn't bother. Because I love the first one. I think it's great. But Will Smith's pretty awesome. Like I own all three of them, but. Yeah. I mean, I own all three of them, but I've only seen the first one. Wow. Yeah. That's a commitment, bro. We buy the whole trilogy. Still have well, the wife bought them. She's like, I love all these movies. And I'm like, I like the first one. I don't care to see the three. I love Will Smith, man. Like, I'll watch anything Will Smith at least once. Will Smith is definitely my Tom Cruise to everyone else. Like, I don't know. There's something about Will Smith that I want to watch him in everything. He's just got that charisma that I, that I enjoy. He's a great actor. He is a great actor. He really is. He hasn't done much lately besides, like, what, Deadshot? Uh, he's done a couple movies, but nothing, like, that's really took off. No. That Gemini man kind of crashed hard for him. <sighs> I heard it was bad. Uh, and then the M. Night Shyamalan movie was horrible, too, so I think he's kind of like, mm, I'm going to take a step back from acting. Which one did he do with them? Um, The one with his son. After Earth? Yeah. Shyamalan did that? Yeah. Oh, that's why it was terrible. I almost bought I almost bought Split on Blu-ray. Why didn't you? No, just didn't. <laughs> Split is a good one. It really it's, didn't. The, it's the best one. I bought fucking uh, I bought Snatched with uh, Amy Amy Schumer and uh, Goldie Hawn. <laughs> Me and the wife went and saw this because it was literally the only thing playing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but we were just like, "Fuck it, I want to go to a movie. Let's go watch this stupid fucking movie." Yeah, I ended up loving it. I thought it was hilarious. Like Amy Schumer, she's like at her best in that shit. Uh, Goldie Hawn kind of did a good job, but uh, I thought it was fucking hilarious. So I own it on Blu-ray now. That's funny. Ever tell you about the uh, bring it on thing? 
Yeah. Like I love Bring It On. Yeah. Because I went and see it in theaters like three times. I saw that movie in theaters. Yeah. Mugs and movies. Uh no, nah, Northside. <laughs> I actually did see it in uh in Mugs and Movies if the first time. If it's after two thousand two. I I don't know the 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 fucking year of every movie, Nick. I'm just saying it's easier if I just ask you if it was in Mugs and Movies. <laughs> but I'm just saying if the movie was after O two, yeah, nine times out of ten it was at Mugs, right, or AMC. <laughs> but I work at AMC. Yeah, but uh, I need to get my kids, bro. As much fun as I am having, yeah, this is a great episode. But right, yeah, we are running kind of long. But uh, you can post on Instagram whenever you get your movie in. I will. So if you want to see what we're doing next, check the Instagram. Stay tuned, y'all. Later. Bye.